Today, we welcome Carla Perot to the podcast. Carla lives in the great state of Texas, and after being diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, she was told she wasn't a candidate for surgery, but that was before finding Dr. Douglas Evans through a referral from the John E. Sagba Foundation for Pancreatic Cancer in Trinidad and Tobago. That is a long, circuitous route to come to this day. So we welcome Carla. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a wonderful opportunity to be here with you all. Tell us a little bit about yourself as well as that route to getting to Milwaukee, Wisconsin to Kathy's house. I'm actually from Trinidad. Um, I moved here in 1973 with my with my family, um, left Trinidad as a child. Uh, so I've been in the States now for 50 years. And then I moved to the Woodlands, Texas um, in 20. 2002. So I've been here just over 20 years as well. Um, I was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in November of 22. And that came as a complete, um, initially was a very unbelievable situation for me. I've always had the pleasure, the honor, I guess, of, of enjoying good health. In the summer of 22, uh, I started having some issues with my stomach, just not feeling right. Um, that carried on for about two and a half months. And then I decided, you know, this is just so unlike me um, to just not be feeling well. I'm, a, I'm always a very active person. And uh, I decided to go see my PCP. After meeting with the PCP, it was just under three weeks um, that I had been given the diagnosis of pancreatic cancer. It was initially, like I said, just completely unbelievable. A person who has enjoyed good health my entire life. Um, and then just to be hit with something like that. Initially, I didn't even think that they were actually speaking about me. It was difficult to mm. put that diagnosis with me together. And then that feeling of disbelief turned quickly into devastation. Um, but then in actuality, that didn't last very long either. Um, I have a tremendous support system, uh, primarily family members, and they all jumped into, shall we say, gear very quickly. Mm. And um, I got into MD Anderson Cancer Center um, in within a week of my diagnosis, and I started tr treatment two weeks later. Unfortunately, um, I was advised that because of the extensive vessel involvement with the tumor, I was not a candidate for pancreatic surgery. I was told that not once, but three times over the course of five months as I continued with chemotherapy and additional CT scans. As it turns out, Natalie Sabga, who is the founder of the Johnny Sabga Foundation for Pancreatic Cancer, had been putting on an event in Trinidad in March of 23. And she had hired someone to help her with organizing this event at, at the facility. And that person happened to be a childhood friend of my older brother. He steps into the conference room, is hearing a patient advocate speaking, and was just so moved 
by this story that he was hearing that he stood at the back of the conference room apparently for some time. And then later on that evening, he speaks to my brother and um, he's sharing with my brother just, you know, his day, which included, you know, sitting in on this patient advocate um, presentation, not ever really knowing that I had had a diagnosis of pancreatic cancer. I initially kept my diagnosis very close to me. I'm a very private person. I basically advised my family that, you know, I wanted this to be kept very close. So this gentleman was just sharing his day with my brother, and he's talking to my brother about this conference being held in Trinidad. And then my brother shares with him, Carla was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer four months ago. And he basically said to my brother, you've got to get onto these people. These people have some contacts in the United States. I think you need to speak with the John E. Sabga Foundation. The day after that, Natalie Sabga was in communication with my brother. She reached out to me three days later. And then at the end of the conversation, she says to me, listen, I would really like to, to ask your permission to write to Douglas Evans at Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin um, to see if they would review your case. And I said, well, by all means, keep in mind, however, that I had been given an 18 to 24 month period to live. Within a week of my medical records being transferred up to Freighter, I got a call on Sunday evening from Dr. Evans' PA telling me they had reviewed my records and he thinks I'm a candidate for surgery. Within a matter of two and a half months, I was up in Wisconsin on the operating table. And of course, it was Dr. Evans' office that gave me a referral to Kathy's house. Carla, do, do you ever think about how that connection with your brother to his friend, to that day, it defies logic that all of that came together. Jerry, I will say this to you. I got, as I said initially, I got a diagnosis that was probably the furthest thing from my mind. I don't know that you would often hear people say that their, their path on this cancer journey has been a wonderful experience. Mine has been, besides the diagnosis and obviously the uncertainty of what lies ahead, it has been an incredible experience. Mm. Everything that could have gone my way has gone my way. There are connections that I have made, very, very good ones. And so it, it underscores the fact that notwithstanding that you're going through what is a, a very, very difficult experience, there's still so much good that has come through the experience. 
Mm. Kathy's house was sort of the icing on the cake in terms of my trip to Milwaukee. I think about the young woman who envisioned this kind of a, a setting, Kathy Vogel. And I think of the, the caring and the kindness, the ability to think about other people, even though one has experienced adversity. What a tremendous role model she is. And so I go to Kathy's house. And for again, a person who I'd never been in the hospital before, uh, <laughs> save for the fact that I had my tonsils out when I was eight. <laughs> that was the only other time in my life <laughs> I've ever been hospitalized. And I go to Wisconsin. I don't know anybody there. My brother accompanies me, one of my brothers. And we make this trip together. And it's not just the convenience of where the house is located. I don't really like thinking about Kathy's house as a hospital guest house, although I know that's technically what it is. Sometimes when you think of the word hospital, you know, people don't usually think of a hospital in a very positive light. Um, but that is not what Kathy's house is. Kathy's house is really just a very, very large house away from your own home. Um, I can speak to the fact that just the facility itself the way that it's laid out. I'm a person who thrives best on the outdoors. There's, you know, the large windows, the doors, the patios, the porch in the front, in the back. Everything just promotes a feeling of calmness, serenity, a place where you can feel comfortable and not really have to worry about what other people might be thinking when they see you walking around in a robe. I was hospitalized for six days. And I remember I was released on a Thursday. And that Friday, I think I was just, I was coming in and out of sleep the entire day. But I wasn't content to stay in my bed. The last thing I wanted to do was, was to be in bed. Um, and so I was dressed, but I was feeling a little bit cold. I hadn't anticipated feeling quite that cold. I was there in June of 23, but you know, I'm, I'm all the way from the South. So I feel, I feel coolest. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember, I remember having on my clothes, but I didn't have much else to, I didn't have jackets or anything. And so I had my robe on and I walked around in my robe and I sat in the front in the sunroom um, where I could see out and feel the sunshine and every attention to detail, everything that you could possibly need is there at Kathy's house. And then there is the stuff. You have an opportunity, again, you're away. And in my case, you know, hundreds of miles away from home 
but it isn't like staying in a hotel. All of the people who are there, you're seeing them every day. I was there for just shy of three weeks. You start making acquaintances with other people who are also receiving care there, you know, in Milwaukee, and then also their caregivers. We're all there for the same reason. We're ill. But out of that, there is community. We're all experiencing some sort of medical challenge. And all of our caregivers are going through the same thing, the stress, the worry, the fatigue, and they have other caregivers that they can speak to as well. What that home provides, you can't really overstate the benefits. You leave me a little speechless because it's just beautiful. You have such a positive outlook on life, no doubt. You said you were there for about three weeks. Um, have you come back since then? Or is it just was it just the one time? I returned in August. I had uh, my surgery was on June 23. I was slated to be back in Wisconsin approximately two months later to do a follow up and was there for one week. You have just done a beautiful job of sort of painting the picture of not only your experience, but the experience of being far from home, the experience of community that you uh, felt at Kathy's house. Were there any aspects of Kathy's house that surprised you? I think the whole experience itself was not really anything that I fully, I fully anticipated. You can go online and you can read something. You can see photographs. And yes, it's a beautiful facility. It's very, very well maintained. But just like a person's home, a structure is a structure. It is the people and the interactions inside it that really make it a place where you're comfortable, you feel connected. You know, in my original dealings with the folks at Kathy's house, once I had gotten the referral from Dr. Evans, they reached out to me. Robin had called me and said to me, well, you know, we got, we got your information from Dr. Evans' office. And unfortunately, we don't, we don't have any space. So we would recommend you go ahead and you try and secure, you know, lodging elsewhere but we will certainly let you know if anything opens up. And from that very first call, the way that I was spoken to, you're an actual individual that a person is speaking to, and you're just not one of the masses. And then I got a call, probably not even a week later, saying that in fact something did open up and they could extend me lodging for you know, whatever period they, you know, I might have needed. And at the time I anticipated three weeks that I would need before I could return home. When I got there, Kayla was the one that I had been in communication with before I arrived. I walked in, it was like if I already knew her. I can't really say that there's anything in particular that surprised me. It was just how everything came together. It was much more than I ever anticipated. If I can just underscore for anyone who may need to have that sort of extended stay for medical reasons, there really isn't any place I would 
I would have wanted to be if I if I ever have to experience anything again where I have to be in a facility. I don't know that it would perhaps stand up to the standards of Kathy's house. Certainly, if I ever have to return to Milwaukee, I would hope that I would be able to stay there. One of the things you mentioned was when you first got your diagnosis, you're a private person. You kind of wanted to keep this to a small group of people. Was it hard going into a group setting in a really tough time, both physically, emotionally? Did you feel like you had your privacy, but you had community at the same time? Definitely. The way that the house is laid out, I mentioned to you that I'm, you know, I thrive on the outdoors and we had some beautiful days while I was there. My brother and I, we would have coffee in the morning, sitting on the rocking chairs out front on the porch. We very often time had lunch and dinner out on the back porch. You had different areas that you could go and just sort of be by yourself if you wanted to be. Even at the end of the hallways, they had these small sitting areas. At the front of the home, on either side, there's sitting areas. There's a library. There's a sort of a game room downstairs where there's a large green TV and everything. There's a fitness room. I used it. Two days after I was released from the hospital, I was in the workout room on the treadmill. You have access to so many things. There's even, you know, a small area where you, if you want to go and meditate and reflect, there's a room there for that as well. The grounds are beautiful. There's a lovely gazebo in the back. I've sat out there as well. So no, you are in a community setting. And that tends to kind of take form in the eating area. But if you want to eat by yourself, you have the option of doing that as well. I never felt like it was overwhelming. And to be honest with you, for me, I looked around and notwithstanding what I was there for, I saw other people who were obviously having a lot more physical challenges than I was having. And so I think it also helps you keep perspective. We're we're all experiencing some, some challenge. Some of us, the challenges are more brave than others in terms of the staff at Kathy's house. I think of how, in a way, it may be difficult for them because they're not dealing with well people. I was there for three weeks. When I was there, I met a couple from South Florida. They had been there for six months. The folks who are working there are seeing these people day after day, sometimes weeks and months. And it must be difficult for them, I think at times, but you wouldn't really know it. Everybody's just there to be very warm and helpful. Anything that you could possibly need, they let you know, let us know if there's anything. I I didn't need anything beyond what they provided. Couldn't think of anything else that if I had to design a house like that myself, 
I, I can't think of one thing that they omitted. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you'd want others to know about Kathy's house? Um, maybe a little bit about how it was having your brother as your support person or um, how are you feeling now? I am blessed. I'm doing well. In terms of my brother, Mark, who was with me, I think it was a, a tremendous benefit for him to be able to interact with other people who were also caregivers because they all know what they're going through in different degrees, perhaps. But anybody there who is a caregiver, they're there with their loved one, whether it's a, a spouse or a child or a parent, it's a loved one. I know even in the time that I was in the hospital, Mark spent a lot of the days with me, but in the evening time he would return and it would give him the opportunity to interact with other people that he had come to meet and to share a certain amount with because he was seeing them every day. I know he was comfortable. I know he felt good about looking out of the window and being able to see the facility that I was in, three minutes walk and you're in the hospital. <laughs> so you couldn't ask for more. It's such a privilege. I want you to know on behalf of the staff and volunteers, the guests, their caregivers give back so much more than they, they give themselves. That's how they feel. It is so kind of you to share your reflections on a time that was very difficult, I'm sure, physically, emotionally. And at the same time, I feel like I walked next to you for your time there. And for that, I'm very grateful. And I know our listeners are very grateful for. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. And I hope that everyone who has to experience an extended stay because of medical reasons, that they would be able to enjoy the same setting that I was fortunate enough to experience at Kathy's house. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed Conversations with Kathy's House and would like to learn more, visit our website, kathyshouse.org. That's K-A-T-H-Y-S hyphen house.org. And you can subscribe to Conversations with Kathy's House wherever you listen to podcasts.